0: Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. How does Islam play into the end times? Well, I have a brand new series that I want you to listen to a portion of, Ishmael's Islamic Invasion. You're listening right now to Let's Take a Look at the Book. This is an opportunity for you to study prophecy with me. We're only going to study a short portion of this entire series on Ishmael's Islamic Invasion. But if you'll take a moment and listen, then I will tell you how you can get your own copy of Ishmael's Islamic Invasion. Take a moment with me now. Let's listen. I'll be right back. May I move down the quarters of time from 4,000 years ago to about 1,500 years ago. Pre-Mohammed, let me talk about this for a moment. This is part of the family. I'm going to move away just a little bit from the Word of God and start giving you just history. I'll come back to the Word of God, but we need to kind of understand, see, the Word of God has laid the base for all of this. Now I'm going to give you a little bit of history. Pre-Mohammed, I want to talk about pre-Mohammed, the Prophet Muhammad, and post-Mohammed, Okay pre-Mohammed. You know what Arabia was? You know what the culture was out there? First of all, it was tribal, exactly like Ishmael. They had a tribal society. They lived in these Bedouin tents. They would move all over the countryside in their tribes establishing footholds and developing pieces of real estate that they would claim for themselves. I'm talking about all of Arabia. Now, we may look at some of these other little countries that are over there that maybe you can't even remember what their names are. In fact, that's what I'm having difficulty doing right now. But uh, they were all part of Arabia at that time. Okay? Now, they were Arab and they were tribal. Uh, you know what else they were? Because of being tribal, they were violent. One leader of one tribe, one of the sons, would try to take over his brother and his tribe. And they became very violent. In fact, you want to know what they called the leader of one tribe who would take over the leader of another tribe and bring that tribe into his tribe? a great Islamic fighter. I'm not talking about Muhammad. This is pre-Muhammad. The Arabic language had the word Islam in it then. Islam does not mean peace. Islam means submission. Salam is peace. Islam, submission. Bring them under submission. Do what needs to be done. And so one tribal leader would take off. Oh, by the way, Does that fit the characteristics of Ishmael? Back over in chapter 16, Jesus Christ said to Hagar, he's going to be a wild man. He'll raise his hand against every man and every man's hand will be raised against him. Kind of fits scripture, doesn't it? They were violent. They were called Islamic fighters. Have you ever heard the word, and some of you may have had, so don't speak out, just listen. I do the preaching, y'all do the listening. Uh, (laughs) Hush, Hashim. Hashashim is an Arabic word that means the smoker of hashish. Hashish is best smoked in a water pipe. Uh, you've seen them if you've been to Israel or if you've listened to anything in the Middle East. They have these water pipes and the, along coming up and they'll sit in their little uh, men's clubs and they'll smoke hashish. Back then, it was originated in the tribes of pre-Islam, and they would smoke hashish, and they would get high on hashish, and they would go out. By the way, hashish, these things are not new. As old as the Bible is. Anyway, they would smoke hashish, they would get high, and then they would go out and violently take over another tribe. Oh, there is an interesting English word that comes out of hashish. Assassins. And the first assassins were these Islamic fighters who would even kill their brothers to take charge. His hand against every hand and every man's hand against his. They were Islamic fighters. They were not only tribal. They were not only violent. They were occultic. Pre-Islam, pre-Prophet Muhammad... Mecca was the end of the trade route. The King's Highway that originated in Egypt came through Israel, passed through Jordan by Petra. By the way, that's the way Moses brought the children of Israel, the King's Highway, by Petra on into the east and down to Mecca. Mecca was the end of the trade route. And all these merchants would bring their gods down to Mecca. And they would go into that, what you notice as a great large coliseum when the Islamic people are doing their pilgrimage called the Hajj. They would bring it into the Kahaba. The Kahaba is that what looks like a big black stone in the middle of that Colosseum that all these Muslims walk around when they're doing their pilgrimage. That is not a black stone. It is a stone, but it has a black cover over it. What they say in tradition is Abraham didn't go to Mount Moriah, as the Bible in Genesis tells us, to offer Isaac. Instead, he went all the way to Mecca, and he built the Kahaba, and there he offered Ishmael. Perverting the scriptures. But the Kahaba was the location of a multiplicity of gods of the occult. At one time, they had 360 gods on the Kahaba. That's pre Muhammad, the Islamic culture, the Arabic culture, tribal, violent, occultic. Prophet Muhammad, born 570 AD, would live 62 years to 632 AD. Born into a tribe, becomes the chief of the tribe. The tribe whose responsibility it is, his father Abdullah had the given responsibility for protecting the Kahaba. He was known as the Sheriff of the Kahaba. By the way, King Hussein came out of that same group. How do you think King Hussein, the longest reigning king in the history of the world until his death, had a right for a monarchy? Because he was the protector of Mecca, his grandfather and great-grandfather and owned back. And along comes Muhammad. And Muhammad, the chief of a tribe, starts becoming involved in the violent activity. He is an Islamic fighter. And he says, I'm sick and tired of being involved in the occult. And so he says, since I'm the sheriff, since I'm the protector of the Kahaba, I'm going to clean it up. And he gets rid of all the gods in the Kahaba, 359 of them, only one left, and that is Allah. Allah, the moon god. Now, I'm not going to develop Allah till tomorrow, but I'll tell you this much right now. Allah of Islam is not our god of the Bible by another name. And I'll show you tomorrow. Allah, by the way, Allah, the moon god appropriated by Muhammad, was the same god that Abram's father worshipped. In Ur of the Chaldees, just down the road. Allah, the moon god, was the same god that Abraham's father worshipped just down the road in Ur of the Chaldees. And so, here comes Prophet Muhammad. And he gets rid of all these other gods, and he sets up now one god over what he is going to develop into a religion called Islam. And Islam is established in July of 610 A.D. Supposedly, Gabriel the archangel, I'll not develop this, I'll get two more in, more in the morning. The archangel Gabriel supposedly appears to Muhammad and gives him the Koran. We are right now in the month of Ramadan. It's a 30-day fast. They fast from the sunlight in the morning till the sundown in the evening, and then they eat all night. They feast. They fast in the day, feast at night. It's unbelievable. Good idea, I think. (laughs) But we're in the midst of Ramadan. And that's the celebration of the giving of the Quran. And by the way, you know what Muhammad said when he established Islam? I, his testimony, I am a direct descendant of Ishmael. Ishmael was fatherless as it relates to the Arab world. He was the father of one nation, Arabia. And he was the father of the Islamic faith. Let me tell you about the family. Muhammad dies 632. Then there are four men who come to power to take over the leadership of the Islamic world. From 632 to 732, 100 years, the first century of this faith, Islam spreads like wildfire. It is today the fastest growing religion in the world. In the last 10 years, Islam has increased by 557%. As compared to Christianity in the last 10 years, that has increased by 37%. Islam is the fastest religion, fastest growing religion in the world. There are now 1.3 billion. That is only 200 billion away from being one fourth, uh, 200 billion away from being one-fourth of the entire world's population. By the year 2004, they suggest it will be one out of four. It's one out of five today. It will be one out of four by 2004. And in the first 100 years, from 632 to 732, it spread like wildfire. You know how it spread? Muhammad set the scene. He set the scene by using the sword. Their proselytizing was not with a book, even though they had the Koran, which they said was God, but it was with the sword. And Islam spread from the western borders of China to the borders of France and all of northern Africa in 100 years. Nothing has ever spread like that in the history of the world. That was for the first 100 years. You've been listening to a portion of a series entitled, Ishmael's Islamic Invasion. I talk about Satan's dominion strategy, Ishmael's true legacy, Islam's satanic trio, the Islamic invasion, and Islam, the final solution. These studies on this five-part audio series on CD is available to you. You can call our toll-free number, and our people will tell you how you can purchase your copy. The toll-free number is for all across America, and that number is 877 674 3298. That's 8776743298. Or you can go to our website prophecytoday.com and you can order this series entitled Ishmael's Islamic Invasion. I can guarantee this as you study through this five-part series, you're going to become aware of the fact that we are living in the last days the days that Jesus Christ will return to this earth. But remember, seven years before he comes back to the earth, the rapture takes place and we're caught up to be with him. By the way, the rapture could happen at any moment. And having said that, there's nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until...